Nut Nerd Podcast, Episode 145. I'm all booked up. Welcome to the Not Nerd Podcast. I'm Nate Heath, and we are here to help you tech better. Last week was the big Apple event, but we've got plenty of technology to talk about this week, plus a little Apple stuff. Here with me, as always, is Mr. Dave Baylor. Well, hello there, Mr. Nate. Hello. Well, I have a PSA. Okay. A public service announcement. Yes. Or is this some weird acronym that you're making up? (laughs) Yeah. No, I bought a PSA on Amazon. Look it up. (laughs) Don't look it up. Uh, Yes. So I think I mentioned it a while back. I have my laptop. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I try to do is have enough enough cables, have enough this, that, so you're not always needing one. One in the car, you know, for like lightning cables. Or headphones or something. Power cables for my laptop, they are unique. They're proprietary to Apple. And I had two. One was kind of flaking out. So I decided on Amazon... Uh, they had these super cheap ones. It was like 25 bucks. Now I'm going to try this out. For the Apple proprietary style? No. They okay. are somehow making secondhand ones. Okay. But I was like, you know what? It's got decent reviews. I'm going to try this out. Now, this is the part, Dave, you cannot tell my wife. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait. Oh. My wife's here. I t- Chelsea Heath. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Welcome to the studio. Um, what were you saying? <laughs> Okay, so anyways, I guess it, the cat's out of the bag now, and she is one of our most loyal listeners. She uh, is. Chelsea three three five seven on the iTunes reviews, <laughs> if you remember that one. So I'm getting going to get this out of my bag. The one that I bought on Amazon. <laughs> Dave's doing some fully work. So, oh my! No, that's not I was the right say, one. It looks just like the Apple one. It is the Apple one. What? How much money are you spending on this stuff? You're going to upgrade your computer and none of these are going to be working. Okay. So this is the one that I bought on Amazon. So one night I'm sitting there and I'm sitting in my chair. And Dave, you've probably seen, my wife knows oh too well, that I kind of have a vortex next to my recliner. Oh, yeah. There's just stuff all Cables around. and tech and stuff in there. And so I picked this up and I was plugging it into my laptop. And it was I was hearing this crinkling sound. And I'm like... Huh, that's weird. I there, you know, some packaging or something's down there, and I look down and I'm moving the cable some more, and I find that there is a small tear in the cable, mm. and it was sparking. Oh my! So I'm like, that's not good. I'm going to stop using this one. Yeah. Then I also noticed you guys can see. Oh boy! On the side. Oh my gosh! The case, the main brick part there, it's like melted and dented. I'm not sure how that happened. All that to wow. say, stay away from the cheap Amazon ones. That's why I did it, to test it for all of you. I know listener Todd had some issues with that. But I did go. The pro tip is on Mac Sales. Pro they tip, have don't burn your house down. Pro yeah. tip, don't burn your house down. Wow. This is an official Apple one. If you go to MacSales.com, right. they have official Apple ones, and it was 55 bucks, I think, instead of 70 bucks. Mm-hmm. This begging, I am not sure why <laughs> or how they did this. Uh, I'll post a picture of this on the social medias, but the cord is wrapped up with a bread tie, and then there is somehow a Ziploc bag with 
both ends of the cord sticking out of the sides of the bag. I don't know. Anyways, you don't care about that. But if you have a MacBook Pro, one of the older ones with the MagSafe, yeah. you need to get a new charger. Go to Mac Sales. Don't be tempted by the cheap no. ones on Amazon. Don't burn your house down. And yes, welcome to the podcast. My wife, we've wanted her on for a long time. She's got some great knowledge. Well, this this reminds me before we continue on. Yeah. Uh, buy cheap, buy twice. And in your case, buy cheap, burn your house down. And inform our listeners about what not to do. Right. And regarding your wife, you didn't buy cheap. No. You traded up. Yes. She's, yes. She's a gem. So From she, my first wife. She will she will be she will be here a long, long time. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, so let's move on to some follow up. We've got plenty more to come. Enough about chargers. Dave, you asked mm-hmm. me what I had ordered. On Friday, the Apple pre-orders. Yeah, and so we're, what, four days away from that event? or Well, from, from pre-orders, I mean. When you hear this, it's a week after the event, and pre-orders were last Friday. Right. Stuff is released this Friday, two days after the show is released. Yep. Um, and so I went. I went back and forth. I talked with my buddy Sean because he was getting the new phone. What size? The regular, the iPhone XS or the XS Max. Which one would be best? And I decided I went for the Space Gray 256 gigabyte mm-hmm. iPhone 10s Max. Okay. And now I'm on the Apple uh, payment upgrade plan. Right. So I just you they'll just send me the new money. one, and they'll I'll send my old one back, and I pay a couple bucks extra a month. A side pro tip: if you're on the Facebook page, you saw this. They have a new Apple Care option for your because built into the upgrade plan is Apple Care. So if it your screen breaks, you get a mm-hmm. l- much cheaper replacement cost. Yeah, you still have to pay a little bit, but it's just it's negligible. Neg- 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 negligible. Negligible. Is there this, we go. Is I got the a, nod from the wife. Is after this the a new word that you're going <laughs> to yeah. stumble over? Vulnerable. Vulnerable. <laughs> negligible. <laughs> yes. So for now, they have an extra option. For Apple Care for the phones, for four dollars extra a month, you get loss and theft prevention. How do they monitor that? Of you get two per year. My so mind is immediately oh. You always want to cheat I the system. Quote, lost my phone yeah. that my kid is. Using. But what benefit? Yeah, I guess yeah. you give it to your kid. So, yeah. but that's when it'll go away. Is when people start abusing it, and the insurance company can't back it anymore. Right. But four dollars a month. I've and never fraud is not a fun thing to be caught. Yes. I have been very lucky, knock on wood, that I have not lost or had a phone stolen. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I figure how important my phone is to me, $4 a month, that I'd be able to do that. I think for my phone, it would be, it's under $300 for that replacement versus $1,200 or whatever the phone is. Earmuffs, wife, (laughs) $1,200. Yeah. $1,197. Yes, yes. So I got that. I also ordered the new Apple Watch uh, 44 millimeter, the Mm -hmm. uh, silver with some silver watch band. You didn't get the cellular version, though? No. Yeah, I decided not to go cellular version. You know what? I don't need – I don't want to be without my phone. Yeah. So why do I need to get that? Well, and I – and we'll have more information on this later, but I started to look around. T-Mobile finally, you know, several days after the event started putting the information on there. So if you're looking to get one with cellular, check with your carrier because you'll be you'll end up paying the same price 
probably, but you might get a deal on the data. On the data side. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I kind of looked at that and it was like, it's a hundred dollars more for the watch. And then the data on top of that. And I was like, you know what? I don't need it. So, mm-hmm. um, I, Dave, I'm guessing you did not pre-order anything. I did not. I'm going to wait and see. Okay. I'm a very cautious person. I want to go into the store. I want to look, touch, feel. Um, I'm leaning towards, and my wife knows none of this. We've discussed it, but in her mind, it, it I've did got not a watch. Happen. Why yeah. do I need a new one? Um, I'm really targeting the Series 3 watch refurbished on Apple's website. You can get them for about $279 gotcha. or something like that, which is much more affordable than the new 4. Although I really, even though it's not a replacement for a doctor, I'm really interested in the new uh, heart uh, monitoring features in the e ECG EKG. Do you want you want to know real quick why some people say EKG and some say ECG? sure. Well, it's an electrocardiogram in the United States ECG, but in German where in Germany uh, where these were like developed, it's uh, the cardio was spelled with a K, so it's like EKG, and so it was always EKG, and and then. ECG is the first time I've ever heard it was at this Apple event. It's always been EKG. Interesting. So anyway, that's the the boring details on that. But even though it's not a replacement for a doctor, I'm very interested in having that technology. And I'm like, a few hundred dollars to make sure my heart's operating properly seems like a a worthwhile investment. I can't even say the word. Yeah. Now, and Chelsea, I'm guessing you didn't pre-order anything at midnight on Friday? No, not this time. She was sleeping, I think. (laughs) Yes. I did check with you. Uh, You have the iPhone 8 Plus and you said that you were... Are you happy with that? Yes, I love it. I'm not interested in the smaller phone with the bigger screen with the no touch button. <laughs> Every time I, I pick up Nate's phone, I'm like, how, did, how does this thing work? Mm-hmm. And he promises me that you get used to it really quick, but I, I just, I like what I have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we've talked about with my old Apple Watch, you trying that out just to see you don't wear a watch. Um, but just to see what you think of it and see if that's an option. But again, it's and there, we're a little bit different on needing things yeah. day and date. Uh, but there are people. Oh, Doctor Owen JJ Stone no, was on. Don't get me uh, started. What is it? Uh, Twit this week in tech, and he was talking about his daughter. She has a 6s plus, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, you want my iPhone 10 because I'm an upgrade?" She's like, mm, "No, I I only want bigger ones." And you know, it's like, well, the screen is this. No, no, no. I want the physically bigger phone. Yeah. And so I don't know what it is, but there is a class of people, and it seems to be young people because my daughter's kind of the same way. She just wants the biggest one. Hmm. I don't know. These small young girls want the largest phone <laughs> for some reason. And there's got to be something psychological, or they're using it in a certain way. I don't know. But well, if only we had somebody on the podcast that has daintier hands than ours yeah. and uses a large <laughs> phone because I actually around an Apple event, you always get a bunch of link bait articles and people yeah. doing their hot takes. And one of the things I saw an article and it was actually titled, uh, the new iPhone is horrible for women or something mm-hmm. like it was literally that, that like egregious title. of a title. And, usually- and it was talking about the iPhone 10 S max is so big that most women that no, it didn't say most women that women can't use it one handed and it's oh, horrible it of Apple of to put this out clothes. I thought no, cause women carry most women carry purses. So they are yeah. actually in a better place than men on this. Chelsea, so you have the bigger phone. You've had all sizes of phones. I can see it from space. It's over there. It's yes. huge. 
And how do you feel about the size of it? What do you like? What do you not like about having the plus size phone? Well, mm-hmm. when I first went to this size, I was worried that it was going to be too big. My main concern was that I wanted it to be able to fit in my back pocket because I just carry it back there a lot. Like on walks, I like to take lots of pictures. Just didn't want it to be too bulky, but um, I got used to it pretty quickly. And now I'm used to the buttons and things being that the sizes that they are. I think I even have it um, set to be a bit larger. I'm not sure why. I just like it. Um, I can see my phone. It's not a sight sight thing. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I just kind of got comfortable with it, and that's what I like. Mm. Yeah. There you go. I mean, it yeah. So it's it's so subjective when they people make these assumptions about because you have a small hand, you need a small phone. Well, Be- you have two hands. Well, generally. yeah. I never use just one hand on my phone, and I don't want to because I'd probably drop it more. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you ever see yourself having an Apple Watch with cellular so that you can leave your phone at home and still get calls and do uh, text messages and those type of things? I don't think it's a real high priority for me. One of the main things I use my phone for is pictures, so that mm-hmm. kind of doesn't fit in with that yep. very well. Yeah. And I'm just really, um, I don't know what you would call it, low maintenance. I don't even wear my wedding ring anymore. <laughs> wow. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Truth comes out. Wow. <laughs> Dropping bombshells on the podcast. At the bar the other night, all these guys <laughs> yeah. are flocking to her, and I'm like, don't yeah, they see the uh... ring? And it's like, oh, no, I guess no. Not. I just can't imagine having a, a big watch on. I mean, it would be big on my arm. Um yeah. And I, I don't wear my wedding ring because I, I have a two-year-old and I'm worried about it scratching what? her. What? You do? Again, news to me. <laughs> Jeez. No, I can I can see that. You you do whatever and suddenly you're backhanding your right. child and a big ring is taking a gouge yeah. of her eyeball. All by mistake, yes. of course. Yes. All by mistake. So you just leave that off because yeah, it, it mean, can be a weapon. I would give the watch a try, but I just don't know that it's necessarily for me. I, I would say the pictures are the biggest yeah. thing for me, yeah. too, is I want to be able to take a picture at any time and record what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. So that's important. So I don't want to – all these people that are like, when I go for a walk, I don't want to carry my heavy phone. It's like, you need to be walking more because you are not in shape. Yeah. Um, Good. Let's bust through some the rest of this follow-up real quick. We got an update on the um, – we bring this up from time to time, the iOS and Android adoption rates. Uh, 85% of devices are using iOS 11. So iOS 12 actually comes out today, Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the new version, download it, get it if you have a 5S it's or newer. Great. I've been using the beta, and it's wonderful. And it increases performance, battery life, everything on the old phones. They really put a focus on improving the old phones. We'll have more on that later. We'll Maybe next week we'll get into a little more about what iOS 12 has. But they're at 85% for iOS 11. Android, uh, so the latest version is uh, Pi, which isn't even on this chart yet. Is it even out yet? It is out, uh, but it is only out on like two phones. So it is probably vastly less than 1%. Uh, The majority of people are on Nougat, which is two years old, and Oreo is maybe uh, sixth of the Pi. Um, so it's like less than 20% for last year. So it just goes to show you, as we always say, iOS, one of the things we like is it stays updated. It just, your iPhone, you get a lot more value because you're going to have the latest operating system. Yeah. Uh, you can use it longer. Although people like you get a new one every year. If you wanted to, you could easily use your brand new iPhone for like four to five years. Yep. Uh, the iPhone battery repair program, they had that thing where there was the battery issues. And so for $29, you could get your battery replaced on your iPhone. Yep. That is going to go through 2018, 
but then once it hits 2019, they are the prices are still going to be great. They're uh, not going to go back up to seventy nine dollars. Um, it's not which seventy nine dollars to get a new battery is pretty good. So it looks like uh, it'll be forty nine dollars for older models, and then sixty nine for the iPhone ten and this year's iPhones. So yeah, that's still not too bad. Don't go somewhere else. Go through Apple because. They're going to make sure it's done right. I have a real-life story. A guy I work with here, his name is John. He has an iPhone. Uh, he got it through his carrier, and it's insured through them. He broke no. the screen. The screen happens, right? It breaks. All right, take it to iFixit. Get it. Get the work done. It's covered by your insurance policy. Does it. Comes back. It's got a small, like, discolored circle. Yeah. Like something underneath is pressing the back of the LED or the LCD screen. Uh, so, you know, whoever did the repair either didn't get the items in exactly right or left a screw halfway unscrewed or something. It ha- I've been inside those yeah. phones. I, it can happen. And he's like, what is this? And I said, well, it's clear they need to do their screen repair again. So he called the guys. Uh, the insurance company said, we're just going to send you a new phone versus taking it back to iFix it again. My point is... Just deal with Apple. Yeah. Don't these third party things, the quality of work that you're going to get is going to vary greatly. You might not even get a first party screen that's a lesser quality. It's got yeah. kind of fuzzy, uh, looks fuzzy or it vibrates with an interlaced thing. So it's not worth. And the asterisk on when they say new phone, that usually means refurbished phone. Yes. And it's not an Apple refurbish. It's done by some third, third party, party that, yeah. again, doesn't care. Yeah. Uh, so he paid less, but still, yeah. it's like, eh, the experience was not that great. I've seen several times people asking, you know, my daughter broke her screen. Where can I get it fixed for the cheapest? And you're just kind of like, no, don't, no, don't, don't do Apple. that. <laughs> it's like, I get that people are short on money, but why do it? And then it's just going to break again. Or it's not going to be right. Buy cheap. Buy twice, people. Holos- holostic? Yeah. The holistic cost. <laughs> Uh, it's not worth saving $10. Yes. It's really not. Right. So a couple of weeks ago, Apple became the first public company to hit the $1 trillion market mm-hmm. cap mark. Not nerd is close. Yes. We're right below. But Amazon beat us to it. They were mm. the second one. Uh, I looked yesterday on Sunday. Amazon was back under in the $900 billion range. <laughs> oh, Lame. But <laughs> Apple is at $1.081 trillion now. So they've actually blown past it. Amazon was temporary. Also, Amazon, they have a new Amazon Fire Tablet HD 8. Yep. Uh, we talk a lot about the super cheap Amazon Fire Tablets, but the Fire Tablet HD 8, you get some better specs, and this is a nice nice old tablet for $79, I believe. And you get a better front-facing camera, which is hard to say. And increased memory expansion. Don't use the camera on a Fire Tablet. (laughs) Don't. But you can also do the Alexa voice commands when your screen is on standby. So if it's sitting across the room and you say, Alexa, it'll wake up. And what's great about these is you can spend... You know, thirty to fifty to sixty dollars on an Echo device, right? Or even a hundred and some dollars. Yeah. Or you can just buy one of these cheap tablets. They now basically have Echoes built into them. You Wait, the isn't this and- what I said all along, it Dave? Is, it is. That why would you buy a dedicated device that has this be plugged into the wall to sit on your countertop to do Alexa stuff? Yeah. Why not just buy the tablet? Now they have pretty much all the features, and I can see myself buying a seventy-nine dollar tablet, leaving it by my TV. The thing is. My Echo Dot that I have by the TV now is small. It's unintrusive. It only works with voice commands, and so it's you're not walking Worthless. over there and pressing it and touching it and trying to do stuff. It just it just kind of works, and yeah. so it's still convenient. 
Yeah. Well, that brings us to Dave's Pro Tip of the Week. And I'm actually going to leave the room and let you guys talk about books. Because Yay. you guys both like books. And I do not. I like podcasts. Like the Not Nerd Podcast. But you two, go ahead. Uh, you've got some dueling apps, some options. <laughs> Libraries still exist, apparently. Discuss. Nate, you need to crawl out from under your rock and be part of the greater world. There's more to read than just the internet. No, no. I guess Nate went away. <laughs> we'll see you later. So, Chelsea, uh, you are a fan of books. This is known in your circle of friends and family. Oh, yeah. How many books would you say you read a month? Um, let's see. Well, I'll just say last year I read 60 books. What? And that's with the toddler. So what does that come up to a month? Five. Oh, thanks, Nate. So I used to read more uh, more than that before I had a, a child, but now I've cut down to, <laughs> to wow. 60 a year. And I'm just curious, this has nothing to do with technology, but what genre of books are you reading that many of? Um, I, I like a lot of different genres. My favorite is fantasy, sci-fi, and then I also like some historical fiction. I don't really do like romance Um I don't know, some some nonfiction, just interesting stuff, you know, kind of, I don't know, like a, an example would be Unbroken or Seabiscuit. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> stories based on real things, but yes. not real stories. Interestingly, my favorite genre of book right now is uh, teen sci-fi, you know, like nice. Hunger Games and The <laughs> yeah. Maze Runner. I just can't get enough of those books. It's I love them. fun. I've definitely read a few series. And once you once you get up to about three or four series in that genre, they start to get really repetitive. Yeah, but I can see that. the first couple that you do are, are fun. I'm looking forward to reading a lot of that stuff with Isla when she gets a little older. Yeah. The funny thing about you and I, and now that Nate's gone, <laughs> we can talk about this, is uh, you really love to read books and read a lot of books. I love book readers, mm. not the people, but the actual tablets. <laughs> <laughs> Where, like my Kindles, I've right. got, uh, well, I lost my Kindle Paperwhite. I don't know where it is. I've got two other Kindles, uh, actually three other. Actually, you gave me one. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got a lot of these things, but I don't read a lot of books. Mm -hmm. And the books I've been reading right now are primarily like some uh, spiritual self-help type stuff, mm -hmm. uh, weight loss, not weight loss books, like health-related books. Um stuff like that it's super boring right i was gonna say since having my daughter and and before i've read a lot of books about kids and babies yeah. and that kind of thing so that's changed a bit so i think what we're supposed to be talking about <laughs> is where do you get these books from and are you reading them physically are you going mm -hmm. to the library are you downloading them from amazon how, how are you consuming them so i will say that i've listened to Probably I don't know several hundred books over the last oh audio, several like years. Audio books. Yes, and okay. um, I started doing that maybe eight years ago. And when I first started, I was getting them on CDs from <laughs> what? the library. What are those? <laughs> those shiny disc things? Yeah, and um, I had a disc man <laughs> that I carried <laughs> okay. around with me, and I listened mm -hmm. to them. And That's you can nice. imagine my techie husband making fun of me for doing that. I would also uh, listen to them at work using the CD player on my computer oh, yeah, okay. or in the car. And um, so those have kind of gone the way of the dodo. But yeah. um, 
I think I bought one of the last Discmans that was ever created when my first one broke and I went to Fred Meyer and they had one option left. Yeah. Uh, this was maybe five, six years ago. Just one model, yes. one actual device in <laughs> yeah. store. Yeah. They were so happy that someone wanted to buy that. But anyhow, um, shortly after that and being made fun of by my husband so much, and luckily they started um, doing things like, uh, what's the book reading service? <laughs> Or Audible? Yes. Sorry, Audible. See, I don't know because I've never used it. What I was going to say was, through all these audiobooks that I listen to, I've never paid for a book, right. for an audiobook or an ebook. Yeah. And the reason and for Audible's that... And Audible now owned by Amazon. So Right. So what I do is I check them out from the library and I use an app called Overdrive and it's awesome. You just download it onto your phone and then you use your library card to request books. And if it's, you know... In stock, you can borrow it right away. And if mm -hmm. it's not, you can put in a um, request for it and it'll, when it's available, you get an email and then you go download it. And basically it's just on your phone whenever you, you want to listen. It's right there. Um, and those have, I mean, that's the reason I still read as much as I do, even with a toddler, because I can just listen whenever I'm doing like a boring task. And um, it's just great. Like I said, you don't have to pay for it. They have a huge selection. Over the years, they've um, broadened their selection a lot. At first, it wasn't very versatile, but now you can get just about anything. Okay. So it's great. And so you're using the Overdrive app. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of and do you use the app called Libby? I have heard of it. My library sent some emails out maybe a year or two ago saying that this was their new you know, book reading program. Right. And so I downloaded it and I'm just so used to overdrive that I did try Libby out and it, they seem very similar and I didn't really see a great. I don't know why they need two right? different ones. It seems to me like it's a complete rewrite and I actually mm -hmm. have it up here and it's kind of got the new um, iOS 11 ish or iOS 10, 11 kind of flat big buttons not a very complicated interface. Mm -hmm. And you'll see there, I actually do have one audio book I'm on chapter nine of uh, <laughs> titled Star Trek Legacies, nice. Captain to Captain. And uh, it's it's very interesting. But this is the first audio book that I've listened to in a long time because I never really had an avenue to do it because I'm not going to subscribe to Audible for like $30 right. a month to listen to two books uh, because you can do it for free yeah. for your library. And I almost feel like I'm a dog that is chasing a car who finally caught it because it's like, Oh, I've got, now I've got an audio book. I have to listen to it. And it's like, Oh, I reserved a ready player one book. And it finally came in because you couldn't get them forever from the library. And I'm like, Oh, now I have too many books to read to, <laughs> and to listen to. I've got all this stuff. So it's kind of nice to have it available to you, especially mm -hmm. for free. So check out Libby, check out overdrive. I don't know exactly what the differences are. And is, is Nate going to come back in the room here? Are you guys done yet <laughs> talking about books? This is the longest in 145 episodes that I've gone without talking mm -hmm. on the podcast, and mm -hmm. I don't like it one bit. Well, welcome back. You can just okay. stay, stay in here now. And did we can talk did about you get it. your book and your nerd stuff out of the way? Was there anything else you needed to say, Chelsea? Yeah, I have a lot more to say, and <laughs> Dave can edit this out if, <laughs> if it's too much information. But just a couple things. Um, basically, you could you could use Overdrive or Libby, but it sounds like the Libby is their new app, and that's kind of the direction they're going to be moving in going Overdrive forward. Overdrive is going to be deprecated right. over time. So I feel like if you're starting this out new, you might want to go with Libby. Um, I went on one of my Facebook pages that I'm a member of, like a book Facebook group and um, asked people which they preferred and why. And I got a lot of different answers. A lot of people like 
Libby. A lot of people like Overdrive. I feel like it's basically just whichever one you used used first and what you're used to. Um, And the other thing I was going to say, a couple things you might want to check when you download the app. There's a few settings that you'd probably want to fix right away just to make the the experience more user-friendly. The first is adjusting it so that your books are only downloading when you're on Wi-Fi so that you don't use up all your data. Did I say that right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Otherwise, that can add up really quickly. So just go into your settings and change that. Um, And then the other thing is within the app, change the checkout period to the longest that's available, which I think is Mm. 21 days. When I first signed up, I was getting books for a week and I was like, I can't get through these all that right. quickly and then realized, oh, there's there's an option to check it out longer. So if you set the default to the longest period, that seems to help quite a bit. Well, and, and as we uh, wind off of this topic, don't forget about Amazon Prime Books. If you're a Prime subscriber, you can just read books for free on Amazon Prime. And of course, you can purchase them there to use with your Amazon Kindle uh, for inexpensive. I mean, you can pay a lot, but they're thousands and thousands of books in the two to three dollar range and then you know they have this new prime book box for kids that we've linked to here in the show notes where uh they have a curated list of books they'll just send you every few weeks two books that you can have in your collection for your kids and if you want to go in and change the curation you can do that or you can just trust amazon to send you books for your kids and so uh amazon loves books of course they love selling you books (laughs) but it's really evident that they're like apple is to music, Amazon is to books. It's They're passionate about it. They really want to connect people with stories and the technology to read and listen to books. Good job, you two. That was a ultra mega meta pro tip of the week. Uh, let's move on to our five takes. The first one, I found a story. It was on Android Central, and I always get excited to see these stories because it's an Android diehard takes on the iPhone for a week. So he writes for Android Central. I mean, this guy is fully immersed, usually uses an Android phone all the time, and he was going to switch to iPhone. Well, he did it for a week, wrote up this whole thing. You can go read it, link in the show notes. But he, there was a couple things that I saw pointed out with his you know, test that were kind of frustrating. For one, he used an iPhone 8 Plus, which is not the best iPhone on the market. Second of all, I did notice that he released this article like a week before new iPhones and new iOS come out. So Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, so you're using a year old stuff comparing it to all these Android, the latest Android phones. That just came out, yeah. A couple other things, he was like, oh, the keyboard is the worst. It takes three taps to hit, to do a comma. Mm-hmm. But that's not true. And if he would just ask people, they would have told him. So a pro tip, if you need to do a comma, and if you just hold down on the one, two, three thing on your phone keyboard, and then swipe over to the comma and release, it'll do the comma. So it is, it's one tap. One tap and a slide. Tap and a slide. So that was like one of his major complaints. And then uh, he was complaining about the notifications, which iOS 12 is completely revamping to, Mm -hmm. to his case, make it more like Android. Right. And so it was a great. It's like a moot point. It's a, yeah, it was, he, everything he picked was basically moot points. Uh, He did say some good things about the iPhone, which is always encouraging. That shows that he was trying to be objective. Um, there were some things he liked better, like the app stores better than the Google Play Store, just because it's they 
take so much better care of it and they've redesigned it to kind of make it better how well the bluetooth works with things like the airpods um and then but the keyboard and some of the settings were his major things which we've complained about you have to leave the app to go do settings so his summary why he'll never switch to iphone after a week with the iphone i have the confidence to say that i would never ever switch to ios if only because notifications are a chaotic mess Mm. so Literally today, as we record this, people are updating their phones and notifications are no longer a mess. So that's the frustrating part. Mm-hmm. But he does have some interesting comparisons. It's a good if you're an Android user or an iPhone user I'm and kind of wanted to see, check it uh, out. give it a read. Second one, uh, new version of Google Chrome. It kind of threw me. They changed some things. <laughs> you're like, I don't like I it. I was like, I don't know how to use it. They've kind of made it more to their Google standard the of things. The start screen is different. The tabs look Yeah, rounded. the tabs are dark colored and this and that. But it does seem to be working a lot better, a lot smoother. Uh, so, <laughs> As I look at my laptop, I've not updated it. It is on my, my office yes. computer, but not my laptop. So if you reopen Google Chrome, and a pro tip, if you go to the th- if you're on your computer... If you go to the three dots in the upper right corner of a Chrome window, and if you go down to help in about Google Chrome, it will automatically check and uh, update it for you. Aaron, so. I'm going to throw this out there. Wouldn't it be useful if you hit the three dot menu and you go down there and there was a, a line that said update dot 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 and you uh, just click that? We don't would... have enough time today to get into menu structure <laughs> oh, of popular software. Um this one I'm calling not news. Todd actually asked me about this one from the Mark and Todd cast, Ben's Worthy and Portland at the Movies. Uh, check him out. There's a story that went around about, and I think we maybe even talked about this, that study finds that carriers are throttling video streaming like YouTube and Netflix, or they cell phone carriers. Or degrade it down to like which standard. This isn't a new thing because of the changes in net neutrality rules that have happened this year. This is something they've done for a long time because that costs them a lot of bandwidth. And it's usually spelled out in your data plan that you're not going to get HD video and they feel like the video quality on your phone screen is going to be good enough. So it's not – it's something that people are trying to blame on the net neutrality rules. Yeah. But it's It's something that's happened and it's unrelated. So not news. Next one, brands are paying influencers – $75,000 $75,000 plus to trash their competitors. Man, we need to get in on this. Yes. Uh, so influencers is the term for people that are famous on social media, whether they deserve to be or not, but they have tons of followers. So when they say something, people respond. Like so, one of the Kardashians yes, or something like that. Yes, would be a perfect example. Maybe she would buy an Apple Watch and she's influencing people to buy Apple Watch. Yes, like when she famously, when the uh, it was Kylie... Oh, Jenner, one of the Kardashians, when she said that, does anybody even use Snapchat before? And they're like, stock went way down and <laughs> everybody stopped using it. But uh, they're not only – so influ- if you're an influencer with a m- millions of followers, companies want to get that stuff in front of you. So sure, it also like makes sense to have them pay you to trash talk somebody else because mm-hmm. if you're – you know, Samsung, and you can get somebody to trash talk the Apple Watch, that is great advertising for you. So it's just something to remember in this whole world of social media. And fake news. Fake news that, you know, there's a good chance that somebody's getting paid for something when they're one of these famous people. They're supposed to disclose it, but we've uh, mentioned before that that just does not happen all the time. There's no um, consequence for not disclosing it. Yes. They they could do something, but they've got plenty of other issues to worry with. Uh, 
One other thing from the Apple event that I know my wife was very excited about. Uh, there's this new app called Home Court that does this <laughs> augmented reality stuff. So I when she's at the gym sarcastic. playing basketball, she's shooting her hoops, she's working on her form, mm-hmm. dribbling. She's got her headband or sweatbands. Yes. And she sets the camera up with this app on a new iPhone. On a tripod. With the augmented reality. And it's amazing. It like This is what augmented reality, this is what we're waiting for. This is what my wife is waiting for, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it counts your baskets. It Looks at calculates your form. your form, all of this stuff, and like all the stuff you see in an NBA game where you get they give you all the stats and the graphs. This app is doing it on your phone, so that possibilities are endless for this kind of thing. Maybe it can watch as you're reading a book or crocheting. <laughs> it could totally your crochet no, form. You know who's going to enjoy this is Isla. All she wants to do is play tennis. Although I don't know if she actually knows what tennis is. <laughs> she knows what a tennis court is, but she doesn't. She, she kind of groups all sports together because she'll say like tennis, basketball. She wants to play. Yeah, I think you're. She's confusing it with the new iPhone tennis, tennis, or tennis. The, yes, yeah. the tennis max. Uh, yes, so uh, very cool app. Check out. I linked to a tweet with a video kind of showing it. If you didn't watch the Apple event, but this is something we kind of keep waiting for augmented reality to have some good practical uses. This might be it. Our security story of the week. Um, this is actually a good news security story. How often do we do that? There's not a breach or anything? Well, I'm sure there was, but that's not what we're talking about today. The U.S., United States of America government has made it so that all three major credit bureaus have to be able to set up credit freezes on your credit accounts for free. Wow. It used to vary state to t- state. You'd have to pay a lot of money. Like 40, then you had to 50, pay to unfreeze yeah. it and then freeze it again. So now they have said after the big, uh, was it Equifax breach, they've made this a law. Equifax still has not been penalized at all no. for their major breach. But right. at least now, uh, Clark Howard always talks about it, doing a credit freeze. If you're not needing your credit, it's a great way to make sure that nobody else can get credit in your name. So check out the link on that. Uh, free credit freezes, great security advancement for credit cards. Our bonus take of the week is titled, I gave away my face for free. Hmm. Now we see a lot of stock photos. I do, Dave and I do web design. We are doing marketing stuff. We see a lot of stock photos and you start to see some of the same ones over yeah. and over again. And there's even on Reddit, there are memes based on Howard and a couple other of these stock photos. Repetitive, yeah. yes. And Chelsea, you've actually done some stock photo stuff, not necessarily faces, but what have you done uh, in the stock photo realm? So I'm on a site called Shutterstock, and I basically just upload pictures that I've taken. You can um, categorize them into different themes. So I've got like a plant life one. Most of mine are um, nature photos, and then people can go on and purchase those, and I get like a little kickback for each a purchase, royalty. each download. Yeah. We'll put a link in the show notes to your gallery <laughs> so people can help you out. doing this type of thing. Are you using your phone to take the pictures? Or what, are, what camera yep. are you using? I use my really? phone for everything. There used to be a stigma, because I, I looked into this years yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. There used to be a stigma of, against cell phone photography. Mm-hmm. You'd have a photo. It would be great. But they would look to see what the origin of the photo was. And they're like, sorry, this doesn't qualify. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, why? It's just as good as any right. other photo. Well, and I think that stigma has really changed because I know yeah. 
when I'm building websites and stuff and looking, if I'm going to use stock photos, I want more natural looking stuff. Like if it's a business picture, I don't want that skyscraper with the glowing white walls and like the perfect models and everything. Mm -hmm. I want like real, real life, life stuff that I'm going to use in my, so it gives people the option now to have that more natural look. So, And with Shutterstock, I don't think they care because they aren't doing anything. You're uploading your photos and then someone else is downloading them. Basically, they're, they're they, just a middleman. Yeah, they review to make sure it's, you know, good enough quality. Or appropriate. Right. <laughs> yeah. But for the most part, um, I don't think they're checking that kind of thing. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Sort of an easy entry into that sort of business. So back to this story. Uh, this story is about a woman who, at one point, her and her friends, I think they got paid, I don't know, in pizza or something that somebody was trying to get photo work. So they had a bunch of people come and they took different pictures, staged photos and everything. And so she started getting messages from people saying, hey, is this you in all these advertisements? Well, she found out uh, the photographer promised 100 people professional portraits in exchange for being snapped. Um, and so she just figured that, hey, this is going to be used for an art project or my somebody's portfolio on one website. Well, they use something probably like Shutterstock or one of the major um, stock photo companies and placed her in them. So now she is the face of all these different advertising campaigns. And I've seen this before. And where she's not getting a penny for it, huh? Right. She's not getting a penny for it, which is the really frustrating part. And she's even, she found the person that had them take the photo down. But because, especially with photos on the internet, people just find one on some website, steal it and use it again. So yeah, she has been used for all these things. And it's kind of interesting to read through the article and see the different types and then there's even ones where it's like a dating service it's a profile with her picture okay it's like a fake profile a fake profile with her picture and so and like a testimony saying you know this worked for me yes yeah mm -hmm. yeah so complete and i've seen this on a lot of websites where you go to like the testimonials and you're like this person is not using your project and they would not have a picture that pretty of themselves uh for your website they didn't do glamour shots for your testimonial section um so it's photos it's a crazy thing copyright and rights on pictures and all of that stuff but right. uh you could end up being the face for many a company without knowing it. Yeah, so I think what's important here is that she says she doesn't remember signing something that said that this would be allowed, but apparently she did. And yeah. you, know, you just don't read over things. You sign the little sheet agreeing to, hey, I'm going to get some free pictures, but you didn't yeah. read the small print. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so don't believe what you see on the internet and don't <laughs> sign up for free photo shoots. Not that there aren't good ones, but uh, just kind of an interesting story of how that all works. You know what else is interesting? Our picks of the week. Ladies first. Chelsea, do you have a pick this week? I do. So I'm reading the notes here. I hope it's more uh, detailed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Postcard thing. <laughs> so um, I found an app at recently. It's called Postagram. And basically mm. what it is, is if you've got a picture that you like, you can go in here. Very simple. You insert the picture, you add some text, and you can send anybody you like a postcard with that picture on it and your message. And there are little templates for different fun little pictures uh, or, you know, templates to go around the outside of the the postcard and it goes to them in the mail and you remember we all like getting it's mail like a physical thing <laughs> yes wow um so just a fun different way to send like thank you cards or um 
for instance, I used it a couple times this summer when we went to visit friends or when friends came to visit us, took a picture from the visit and sent it to them saying just thank you. Just so they remember. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. And the whole thing, I think it's a steal, is $2 per postcard. So for that, you get the postcard printed and mailed to, you know, your friend or family member. And um, I just, you know, from the comfort of your own home, you can design this and send it out. And it's really a nice thing to do for somebody. And I just think it's a great deal. And I think there's other apps that do the same thing. The one that I've used is Postagram. And um, I'm sure there are some other good ones out there. Yeah, I was I was going to say there's one that Dave and I hear a lot about on mm-hmm. the Twit Network, which is called Photocard. And I was telling Chelsea over the weekend that I was a little frustrated because we've been talking about her talking about this on the podcast for a while. And I was like, hey, you know what we could have done to actually be able to compare these is maybe order a couple postcards and have them sent to our house so we could actually, because Chelsea sent them to people, but we've never seen one in person (laughs) for her service. And I've seen people hold up on the video podcast, the one from Photocard. So in a couple weeks, I will report back, uh, maybe even next week, depending on the postal service and uh, Hurricane Florence, our thoughts go out to the East Coast right now. Um, But yeah, so there are some services to do this and it's great. I know Leo Laporte's been on vacation from the network and every week he sends Mm. some postcards back through the service but you're not having to go to the gift shop and buy a postcard with a picture of something you've never seen before write it mail it postage all that stuff you take your own picture and be able to send it in front of the eiffel tower yeah exactly that in a gift shop exactly so that thank you chelsea for that and we will investigate further david your pick of the week my pick of the week is something that you may or may not have heard of if you're a Mac user. And I fully realize that there are a lot of people who listen to our show who they have iPhones and stuff like that, but they may not have a Mac or they've got a really old Mac and don't know anything about it. But an application that's always been really good, and I've had a couple versions of this, is Clean My Mac. And they just updated Clean My Mac. It's from a company called MacPaws, and they are the people behind or responsible for SetApp, which is this pay once a month and you get a suite of applications. And of course, Clean My Mac is part of that suite. But the big news is, is they recently updated that and other products. Uh, so Clean My Mac X, Clean My Mac 10. Oh no, here we go Clean again. Clean My Mac X Max. Yes. We don't know. Anyway, the new version of Clean My Mac is really cool. It's very slick. It's got all these new features that tie into the new uh, updated operating systems from Apple. Um, it's got a uh, malware protection built in as it scans your hard drive it'll look for malware and take that out as well so if you either buy the standalone version or if you subscribe through part of setup this is one of these apps one of these utilities if you have nothing else on your computer this is probably one you should get very nice uh well my pick is a little bit uh off the wall and it is not family friendly but chelsea and i just watched through um, the five seasons that have been released of Silicon Valley. And I'm on very HBO. interested in that, but it's on HBO. Yes. I, yeah. yeah. So we, we did the free trial and then I think we paid a month. So we got to watch five seasons of a great TV show for 15 Ten. bucks yeah. a month, which HBO is not cheap. Um, but at the beginning, I was trying to like pirate the videos and download and stream. It was a pain. I was Borrow like, I'm just friends. kidding HBO. Yeah. Um, but it, like I said, it's not family friendly for sure. There's a lot of swearing, but what it is, it's a group of guys that are kind of tech nerds, kind of social outcasts, but it, 
follows their story of creating a business in Silicon Valley. Right. And it kind of spoofs on Google and Apple and all the big, big companies and uh, just how that whole startup culture works and how crazy really i mean so much of it is based on truth how crazy silicon valley is mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's got like some a very, whole other culture yeah it's got uh thomas middleditch who you might know from such things as the verizon commercials <laughs> never heard of it is this the guy that's like can you hear me now no that oh guy. My goodness. <laughs> i forget you don't have tv he's on sprint now I yes guess. and kamel nanjiani tj miller uh a couple other guys that are very funny it's a great show we really enjoyed it um and it's just a it's a comedy uh but five seasons and chelsea do you have anything to add to i would just say that even if you're not super tech i'm not i really enjoyed it and there were parts where i would ask nate is that for real or how good is that technology is are they just making this up but you don't have to know you know all about technology it's still entertaining and worth a listen yeah it it, worth a listen Uh, what, what about watch? Did you watch it, mate? <laughs> uh, yeah, there's some stuff they'll definitely catch you, catch you off guard with some yeah. uh, kind of weird stuff. But overall, it's a it's a fun show and a good watch. You know what? Maybe one segment we should start doing on this show. I just invented this or thought of it because I'm amazingly gifted and creative. Is that we should do like uh, an Amazon uh, Prime or Netflix show that we've been watching. Yes, like that. which There's... I think we have next week. We'll talk about a service that is tied into that. Well, uh, stay be- tuned. Then. Before we wrap up this amazing episode with an amazing guest, Absolutely. one of the best ever, uh, top five guests that we've had on the podcast for sure. <laughs> top three I'm going to go with. It is time for our iTunes review of the week. Oh, yes. And this review is called, titled, Helpful! Exclamation point. Mm. Five stars. And the review states, super helpful and informative, especially for the tech challenge like myself. Although it would be really interesting for the tech savvy as well. Nate and Dave are super available to answer any questions you may have. And that was left by MJ Khan 8. Uh, so some Aww. sort of felon, maybe that was from prison con, or something, yeah. or a sibling of my Ma- wife's Mary Jane, that uh, just happened to follow. That was March 30th, 2017. Go to iTunes, leave us a review. We will get to you eventually. The list is long. Uh, we've got a lot of great reviews on there. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope we gave you... We went, Probably have Chelsea back because she's got some other unique tech experience yeah. that we don't use yeah. uh, as far as babies and stuff like that. And, and she's a girl and we're Shopping, boys. yes. Yeah, so bringing a new voice onto the podcast. So now get out there and tech better. For having me, guys, and thanks so much for adding me as a host. I had a lot of fun, and I'll be here next week. Um, I don't. There's, um, well, <laughs> yeah, I don't. With the committee or the the board, yes. we have to talk to. Have to There's approval. like a lot of oh, levels. Yeah. There's some red tape. I'm sure it'll be fun. Thank you. Uh, no problem. Okay. See you next week.